Good afternoon, my friends. Welcome to another episode of Heart and Hustle, Visionary Healers, Movers, and Shakers. And I am your transformational lifestyle coach, Paulette Rees-Denis, here with another episode of Heart and Hustle. As you know, I love to bring you people who are making change in the world, creating the life of their own dreams, as well as creating change for their clients, their people, their tribes, their creativity in whatever genre they are bringing forth. And today I get to bring you Peg Yanone. Did I do it right? You did. <laughs> you did. That was great. We just had a we just had a pronunciation lesson that was great because it's an Italian name, Yanone, which is beautiful. So Peg, welcome. Thank you so much. Glad to have you here. Glad to have you here with our people. And so Peg and I are on very similar paths. We're both coaches for for people in mid-career and midlife. And Peg, I'd love you to kind of introduce yourself and tell us what you're doing. Um, yeah, thank you so much for having me, Paulette. Yeah, so I'm so excited. Um, yeah, so my name is Peg Yanone. Um, I am a life and wellness coach for women navigating midlife. I am, my background is in um, educational psychology and my most recent um, uh, training and entree into coaching uh, was through um, uh, Duke Integrative Medicine and their health coaching um, program. And um, I found myself uh, personally um, in midlife asking a lot of questions and feeling um, a lot of, uh, I guess, I like to call it the great upheaval um, because of so much transition. I think it's like That's a backpedal, just kind of like pulling, you know, at life. Um, and there's so, there's so, so much, I think, transition um, logistically, physically, emotionally, with relationships, really every part of life. Um, that I was really inspired to kind of use my own experience and my background and, um, and reach out and, and work with women who are just, you know, finding themselves like really uh, trying to navigate all the ups and downs of midlife and just trying to find their footing, trying to find fulfillment, trying to find contentment in mm -hmm. all the change. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I think that everyone goes through that. Yes. We all go through midlife at some point in our midlife right. <laughs> where we're ready for change or ready for something different or ready to question what we've been doing and why, mm -hmm. you know, and what's next. Right. Right. Of course. Yeah, absolutely. So, so what's some of your story? What's some of your background for that? So, well, my, so are you specifically asking me like, what's my story for what's next or sort of like, what's my story? To what's your story to get to you where you are now? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, it's kind of an interesting story. So, um, well, it's one of many stories, but I think the big <laughs> one was, I was probably, uh, I think I was 47, um, and I, I've always been very health conscious. Like I've always been a very avid exerciser. You know, I eat really well. Um, I think I'm somebody who is really, uh, was very in tune with my own body. Um, and um, I think it was probably, yeah, I was about 47 years old and I started 
to just like notice a lot of like anxiety creeping in, you know, trouble sleeping, um, just feeling like more worry than usual. Um, I found myself, uh, and this is in hindsight, kind of looking back at this time in, in my life, I, I will put it this way. I found myself on my front porch, um, my three kids standing there, leaving in an ambulance. Oh, Okay. And I thought I was having a heart attack and came to find out later that it was a panic attack, mm -hmm. something I'd never like given a name to or felt before. Excuse mm -hmm. me. Um, and um, what happened was, um, you know, in, in hindsight, what it would really had, was happening was my husband took an, was taking a new job overseas. He was going to Asia my daughter had, had left, my eldest had left her schooling, uh, a place where she had been in school from pre-K through eighth grade and was now going into high school. Um, we had some other, you know, changes in our home, you know, uh, logistically situation. My father had just died. Mm -hmm. And uh, it turns out I turned 47, the age that my mother was when she died. So there was all these sort of things boiling underneath the surface. Um, and here I was like, you know, running five miles a day, you know, eating super healthy, um, you know, doing all the things to, you know, quote unquote, take care of myself. But yet there was this like whole storm happening, like underneath, you know, Ooh, wasn't I even that picture that I wasn't even, I wasn't even aware. I really wasn't aware of um, until I, you know, later. Um, and what happened was I was, I was having these physical symptoms. I was getting these heart palpitations and I was also getting these, um, uh, muscle, um, they called them, um, they look like little squiggles, like weren't like twitches in my muscles. And the more, the more I, uh, you know, sort of were, I went to see a neurologist. I went to see a whole bunch of doctors that were like, you're fine. Right. But I knew I wasn't fine because <laughs> yeah. was going on. Right. But the more I, the more I sort of worried about it, the more it became a thing. So I remember going back to a neurologist, like two weeks later from my initial appointment where he was like, I don't really even notice anything to him looking at my thighs that look like worms and being like, Oh, okay. Well, I'm still not worried, but let's get you to see somebody else. Right. And, you know, in the end, like, you know, down the road, I could see that, you know, I was really causing a lot of my own mm -hmm. life because I, I didn't know, um, you know, I didn't know that my own thoughts, like my own worries, my own brain was really creating a lot of uh, this angst for myself. And I really didn't have any tools to navigate through all of these, you know, plates, you know, like shifting underneath. And, um, you know, I didn't, I, I didn't really have any good coping tools, even mm -hmm. though I've really been, you know, I've, I've been through some pretty stressful things in my life. And I, and I thought I, I thought I was a good, um, you know, I thought I had good coping skills, but, you know, when this kind of all happened, I remember later, like my doctor saying to me, like, wow, like, what do you think was going on in your life that made you so vulnerable to this? And I kind of looked at her like, 
uh, life, you know, like, I don't <laughs> you know what I mean, which is the thing. And then I sort of looked around at the women, like all around me, you know, who were really looking for ways of coping, you know, mm. like in struggling, right. Like finding, you know, like all the, you know, over drinking, overeating, over shopping, over, you know, relationships kind of blowing up and, and not having like the tools to, you know, mm-hmm. yep. this really crazy time. Yeah. Things are so different than they used to be. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah. And I, and I think that, oh, I don't know. I, that's funny you say that because I think about like generations before us. Yeah. I think that they didn't worry as much about things, some things. Right. But, I, but I also think that things were just under like people just like they dealt with things in, in unhealthy ways. Right. And exactly. Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. They weren't talked yeah. about. They weren't talked about. No. And so that's why I just, I just want to be talking about these things because, yes, I, <laughs> and I think that men, women need support. And I think that it's not like, I feel like, I don't know if you've had this experience, Paulette, but I feel like it's like all or nothing. It's either like, I'm just going to pretend nothing's going on or I'm, I'm like going to therapy, right? Like there's gotta be something in the middle, right. For like the everyday woman mm-hmm. who just needs some tools and some strategies and yes. a way to get support. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah. and I think, you know, we're so hungry now and, you know, I, I work with predominantly women too. So I speak about that, but we're so hungry for connection and support and mm-hmm. inspiration and, uh, community and tribe and, um, I'm not talking about family community. I'm talking about um, sisterhood. Yes. yes. You know, uh, I mean, think about the red tent and and what women used to do when women women used to gather together. And we've become so isolated partially because of COVID. Right. Right. And and the way the world is these days. Right. And we're, we're supposed to shut up and not talk about these things. Right. Or when we do get together, it's, we want to sort of support each other and sort of saying like, yeah, I know where you're coming from. Right. Like, and then, you know, it can just turn into like a big gripe fest, but, but, but who's got the tools, who's who's got got the tool, right. Who's going to say like, it doesn't have to be like that or here, here, try this or try that, you know, Um, which, you know, can be tricky, right. With our friends too, because sometimes, sometimes they do, we do just want to you know, we need that space to just vent too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's really important because, you know, you can definitely talk to your best friend or your sister or your mother or somebody, but they don't necessarily have the tools. And there's people like us who have been trained Mm -hmm. to support and, and have the tools, have the ideas and the inspirations. And, and that's, it's so okay to ask for help. Right. It's so important to ask for help. Right. Right. Because we are not fucking Wonder Women, right? Even though we want to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, a hundred percent, and yeah, and I yeah, exactly, and we can't do it all, right? Like, and that's okay too. So, well, and that's another thing too is just being able to not only ask for help, but to be able to um, ask for help for ourselves, but also delegate out. You know, yeah. whether you're you know, the at-home mom who needs someone to clean the house, or you're the woman in the office who needs someone to do the, 
emails or whatever to delegate Mm -hmm. so that you can do the thing that you're here for. Right. And I think that's the thing that we miss a lot. It's like, what am I here to do? I can't Mm -hmm. do everything. I don't want to do everything. I might be multi-passionate. (laughs) Right. But someone else is here to do something else and we need to ask for that help. Oh yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah. And so, so tell me, so I always love to talk about Mm self-care. So you're healthy and you run and you eat good. And what do you do for yourself every day? So many things. Good. (laughs) You mean like, what do I do just to take, just to take care of myself? Yeah. Yeah. So I do exercise every day. I do try to, you know, eat well. Um, I do, you know, I make time for myself. Right. So, um, that's really important to me. Um, time to just like be alone time to, you know, um, read a book or, you know, look at something on my phone or spend some time, you know, chatting with a friend or, you know, doing things that fill me up that, that, um, that, you know, maybe somebody else would look at and think is frivolous, like stop in a window, you know, drive, drive by a shop and see something and decide to go in and, you know, just take, just taking that time to, mm-hmm. to not always like be in a rush or be getting to the next thing, you know, doing things just because I like to and want to. Sometimes so good. Nap. So good. Right. Did you, um, I'm sure you have. You have a lot. Did you read The Artist's Way? No. By Julia Cameron? No, I'm writing that down. <laughs> so I have like all my clients read this book, all oh, my students. Nice. That Artist's Way, which has come out now 25 years ago, and she's written many, many books since then, Julia Cameron. But one of the things, so she does the morning pages, mm-hmm. which is a journaling uh, ritual that I do every day that I also teach all my people to do. Uh, but one of the things she says, go out on an artist's date. Oh, cool. By yourself. Mm -hmm. So just what you were saying, you know, go window shopping or go shopping or what, what excites you or what feeds you, Mm -hmm. you know, look at things, you know, art, whether it's going to a gallery and looking at art or going to the woods and looking at the trees or, you know, going to the symphony or rock, you know, rock concert, whatever feeds you. Yes. But sometimes it's important to do by yourself. I love being by myself. Me too. Me too. I love it. I, I have, you know, and it, one of my favorite things ever to do is to go to a new city and have time alone just to wander around. Oh my gosh. Fun. That's my favorite thing ever. Fun. Yeah. So or, you're in, you're in Philadelphia now. Is that what you said? I'm near Philadelphia. I'm in a little town right outside. So I used to live right outside of New Hope. Oh, okay. That's not too far. Okay. Yeah. yeah I lived in Doylestown. Oh yeah, totally. Doylestown's really, really nice town. Yeah. It was a long time ago. Okay. Anyway, but so where, where have you gone? Oh, for me? Um, well, my husband travels a lot for work. So whenever I can tag along with him, that's like my favorite thing to do. Um, of San Francisco, Florence, Rome, Paris, you know, like that's, 
you know, pre-COVID, you know, when I could get away. But even like, um, you know, we were just in Florida recently and he was working, you know, he had a, a conference call and I just went out on the bike and just went like ride, riding my, the bike around and people watching, riding right. by the beach, looking at the people, you know, just, I mean, I, I just love to do stuff like that. So fun. That's so yeah. fun. And that, it's just feeds yeah. your soul. Just feeds totally. your soul. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I know. And it's, it's a shame when, when you hear about some women who are afraid to be alone or afraid to go out and do things by themselves or go out and eat by themselves. And I love it. I don't, I, I love know. doing that too. I can sit at a bar and have something to drink and just be happy. Watch people. <laughs> totally. You know, I, I can walk on the beach alone too for plenty of time. Like I, yeah, I have no, I have no issues with that. It's actually beautiful. I really like the, I love driving in the car by myself. Um, it's my favorite time to think. I love running alone. Mm. Uh, I mean, I love being with people too, but yeah, I have. So uh, do you still run? I do. Mm -hmm. Right on. Me too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Love I mean, it. Love it. Except here it's so cold right now. <laughs> I know. I know, but to be honest, I, I like the cold more than the heat. I really struggle with like the warmer temperature. I mean, I, you know, I, I'm not complaining, but I like the warmth, but that's the only thing is like exercising in like humidity. It always takes me like a while. To get well, that's right. Up here, there's a lot more humid. I'm in Ohio right now. Oh you. yeah. Yeah. You're in, right. You're in the desert. That's probably and when I'm in the desert, it, there's no humidity. Yeah. I mean, yeah. not very often, but it, but it gets really, really hot and you get used to getting up at five o'clock in the morning and going out then, which I, mean, I love time. Right. Yes. Cause otherwise it's too. Otherwise right. it can get up to 110, 120 in yes. the summer, in the summer, summer. Right. I spent a little, a little time in Arizona and it was, it was like that. Yeah. But I love it. But I, I mean, I, I just love to run. I love to be outside and I need to be outside like almost first thing in the morning, like after my journaling and meditating and coffee, then I go outside. <laughs> yeah. No, me too. I can't think straight. Like, I feel like there's something, you know, like um, off and, until I've gotten. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, yeah. It's just something, there's a connection with the earth and the universe and source and, you know, the spiritual part of me and the the body. I don't know. There's, and I've been doing it for so many years now that if I don't do it, there's something wrong. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. It's like your, it's your body is, yeah, it needs it. Cool. Cool. And, uh, there was, you know, I studied with Tony Robbins and that's how I got my coaching certification. Um, and there's a thing that he teaches called the hour of power, uh, which is an hour and you can do it for 15 minutes or 30 minutes or 45 minutes or an hour, but it has to do with getting outside and walking and getting into a rhythm yeah. uh, and into your breathing. And I mean, there's a whole practice, which I won't go into, but that's, that's one of the things that really got me started. Gosh, back 10 years ago or so. Mm -hmm. uh, and I just love it. That's cool. Okay. What's next for you? Oh, um, What's next for me? Well, I, you know, I'm, you mean in, in terms of my business or yeah. just life? Well, anything, or? anything, whatever comes to you. Yeah. So, okay. So um, I am branching out a little bit more in my community, trying to meet more people, you know, with COVID and everything's been so trying to do everything online, you know, so, um, marketing and sort mm -hmm. of getting connecting with, with 
people with other women. So that's been a big um, sort of push for me um, and kind of exciting because, you know, at least in the Philadelphia area, like the, we don't have, well, Philadelphia city still has mass requirements, but the outside area doesn't. So it's been, you know, things have just been much more open. People have been more open to meeting and, you know, having networking events and, and having coffee. So that's been, um, that's been great for me. Like I've, I really just really enjoyed that for, I would say the last four to six weeks, I've just been trying to put myself out there and meet more people and, you know, get more connected to my community, you know, find other women who are in business, who are, you know, doing sort of similar interesting things. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. I have a lot going on with my, like my family. I have a daughter graduating from college. Um, I have a a son who's halfway through college and I have another daughter who's getting ready to, you know, (laughs) senior year. So it's, you know, there, again, it's just, it's normal, good stuff of, you know, of this age and stage, but you know, it's been, um, yeah, so it's, it's a balancing act. Right. So, so yeah, so that's, what's going on. That's, what's going on with me. I'm head, we're heading into spring and summer, which is my absolute most favorite time of year here in the Northeast. We spend a lot of time at the beach and with mm-hmm. family and that's just like so amazing and so important to us. So. Excellent. Yummy. Yummy. (laughs) And so, and then you're going to continue your coaching practice. Yes. Yep. Continue my coaching practice. Are you doing Um, mostly one-on-ones? I do. I do mostly one-on-one and I think I'm going to stay with that probably for another year or two. I have um, given some thought into, you know, doing some group coaching. One thing that I am going to start next year I was just trying to get my daughter launched and then I'm going to focus on the, my, my schooler. Cause we've been looking at schools, you know, doing that. But once that sort of settled, um, I think I'm going to focus on a retreat. I think that would be super oh, fun. Yes. Yeah. I think that would be really cool. Oh, I and love I'm, leading retreats. Oh. Yeah. I've never done it before. So I, I'm, it's going to be a maiden voyage, but I think it would be fun. Oh, good. Good. Yeah. yeah. I've done retreats for 25, 28. God, I better start adding on to that like 30 years. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to have to pick your brain when it's. Yeah, absolutely. I'm here for you, babe. Okay. <laughs> I'll be like, tell me all the things. Yeah. 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 It's so good. I just love bringing people together in, in that container mm-hmm. where it's safe and it, it's exploratory and it's educational and it's fun and I mean, you know, all the things. Yeah. All the things, yeah. yeah. Very cool. Oh, good. Well, I can't wait to hear more about what you want to do. And I'm so glad to have you here, Peg, and everybody out in Heart, heart and Hustle land, you know, to see uh, all these beautiful entrepreneurs and businesswomen and magic makers and healers and creatives doing their thing and how, how their story has unfolded and how for Peg, how her story unfolded and how she's doing the work she's doing now, which is passionate, passionate. And, um, some of the things we've all had to overcome to step into our fuller self, right. Into, to, um, doing the work that's really more meaningful for us and how we can create more change in the world. It's so good. So Peg, thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. 
And all you guys out there in my, my heart and hustle land, thank you again for joining us and let us know either Peg or myself, if you have any questions or comments or, uh, you know, just want to know more about whatever either one of us do, <laughs> you know, we are here for you. And until we meet again, many blessings. Mwah. Thank you, Paulette.